Good morning, good day, and good evening, everyone. My name is David, and this is my podcast, Geeks Labyrinth. Welcome. Thank you all for joining me again. I would like to start by asking you guys a question. Have you guys ever just sat there and thought about what life was like in the prehistoric times? What the creatures were like? What did they do? Well, today we shall be entering and exploring one of the most vicious creatures that ever roamed the earth. One that has been portrayed as a creature of enormous size and ferocity. But in actuality, it's not the whole truth. If you'd like to join me today and come and explore the labyrinth of the Velociraptor. As many of you know, from either reading history books or watching movies, you think you have a a good grasp of what a Velociraptor is. Would you say so? Well, I would like to tell you, you probably don't. I sure didn't. I've always had a fascination with dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. And Velociraptors, not my most favorite dinosaur of of them all, but it's one of the most intriguing ones. And I knew some of the information going in, but reading the rest of the information, but finding out more information about it got me excited, got me going through and just imagining what the Velociraptor actually was. Its name even purely comes from the from a Latin compound. Velociraptor is equals swift Caesar. Caesar being S-E-I-Z-E-R, not the hell Caesar Roman. The Velociraptor roamed the earth during the Cretaceous period and it comes from the genus Dromaeosaurid theropod and the subgenus Deonychus and Achilovator. Now the Velociraptor is a subgenus within itself but all these raptors have the same anatomical features. They're all bipedaled. They all had feathers or at least notches of feathers within their bones, long tails, and sickle claws. Now the first discovery of a Velociraptor was in Mongolia and when it was actually discovered how many of you guys want to guess how big the Velociraptor actually was? Any guesses? If you're thinking of a size of a human, you would be wrong. It was actually the size of a turkey. It was seven feet long and a f- almost a foot and a half tall. Yeah, the Velociraptors were actually tiny. Now, before we actually get into the nitty gritty of what Velociraptors were actually were like, uh, let's start with some more basic information. First of all, Velociraptors were originally found in outer Mongolia in the Gobi Desert. And supposedly, the person who had discovered the original fossils for the Velociraptor was Peter Kaysen. Henry Osborne gave the name Velociraptor to the actual dinosaur itself, which, if you broke it down to his Latin, Veloc equals swift and raptor equals robber. In 1971, there was a Polish-Mongolian team that discovered the fossils of two different dinosaurs in combat. And this is considered to be one of the most famous finds when it comes to the Velociraptors because it depicted a Velociraptor finding what is called a protoceratops. So these are the... these. The protoceratops are ancestors to 
what we know as the Triceratops. And then there has been much speculation about the Velociraptor and the Prototeratops as counterparts. So pretty much, as you always see, one of the most famous scenes in TV history is a Tyrannosaurus Rex versus a Stegosaurus. Well, that's the equivalent of what this would be. And between the 1980s and 90s, an American Mongolian team or an expedition turned up several well-preserved Velociraptor fossils. And one of those happened to be actually pretty famous and well-known, and it was aptly named the Ichabod Cranosauridus. Why? Because it did not have a head when they discovered this fossil. And many have speculated what kind of Velociraptor it was. Well, the Dromaeosauridus were known to have feathers and they had full wings, but, but it was speculated that they might have been actually flightless, like the today's penguin or any other flightless bird that you might see. And a discovery in 2007 of a fully preserved form of a Velociraptor actually confirms that these birds actually had feathers. When animals have feathers, they usually have notches in their bones to show where those feathers come from. But the thing is, not many of them actually do, at least when they evolve now. Like today's birds don't actually have notches in, in their bones to indicate they had feathers. And from what we have a depiction of ha having Velociraptors just be fully skinned, no feathers, there's speculation that because they became bigger because of the evolution, that they might have lost those feathers. And there's many speculation as to why the Velociraptors actually had feathers. Many say it's to help go up inclines, maybe protect their eggs, or it was possibly more as to show, to have a display, you know, for mating or so. You know how now today's animals have some sort of mechanism to, to get a mate. Like the colorful birds in the archipelago or some spiders lift up their abdomen and do little dances and stuff like that. But pretty much the consensus is the fact that most of the Velociraptors were flight there is speculation to say that there is some credence to give that at one point the Velociraptors or the ancestors of the Dromaeosaurids actually were able to fly. Can you just imagine a flying Velociraptor? How scary that would be. Freaking frightening. Yeah, it's the size of a turkey, but come on. Thing has razor sharp teeth that would end up getting sharper and sharper the farther back it goes. So like its teeth are the equivalent of a Komodo dragon. The farther back it goes, the pointier they are to keep the food in or from escaping. How ridiculous is that? A little turkey that can fly. I don't even think today's turkeys can fly. And those are scary too. I'm just saying guys. Now, as many of you know, and from the depictions of pop culture, the Velociraptors are actually considered a fighting dinosaur or a fighting specimen. Now, the inner rings of the Velociraptor's eyes or the cereal rings apparently gives us more insight into what kind of creature they were because you know there's those creatures who happen to be either nocturnal or daytime creatures and then you have those those whimsical animals that happen to be the in between well there's evidence taken into account that the velociraptors are actually a nocturnal creature they would hunt at night and what gives us this evidence is the preserved fossils from mongolia that show the velociraptor to what seems to be digging in its claw its second claw into the bones of the protoceratops. Now, if you want to see more about that or look into it more, you can look at the documentary called uh, The Truth About Killer Dinosaurs. It'll explain more about their habits and stuff like that. Now, one of the misconceptions of the Velociraptor is the fact that it is considered a pack animal, that it traveled in groups with other Velociraptors, as you see in Jurassic Park, that it travels in groups to go and hunt. There's actually no viable evidence to show that actually hunted in packs. Now, one of the things that we can deduce about its hunting habits is from fossils that have been found, like the Mongolian fossil, that it followed the RPR method. The Velociraptor would leap, grip, and bite, and eat its prey while on top of it, while it was still alive. All this history of the Velociraptor came before the actual movie Jurassic Park, which 
we most most of us actually use as a guideline as to talk about dinosaurs and as i stated before one of the misconceptions of the velociraptor is that it was a big dinosaur that was size of a small human five foot or six foot tall but like i said in actuality it was actually really much no bigger than a turkey. But when Jurassic Park came up with his idea of what a velociraptor would be, what kind of predator it would be depicted as, they based the, the actual velociraptor off of the, the Dromaeosaurid Dionychus and just blew it up pretty much. But the most interesting thing about this is, is the fact that after the model for the velociraptor was created and put on full display as to show what was going to happen and what they were going to use on the set there was an actual discovery of the raptor that they made and this was a pure coincidence it just happened to be to turn a phrase a stroke of luck so as i said the discovery was made after the creators of jurassic park or the special effects and prop people created their own velociraptor and it so happens that one was actually discovered that pretty much modeled the same one that they made and the discovery of these fossils were discovered in utah and so they named it the utah raptor just like the arms that the Tyrannosaurus Rex has, they seem to be not much of a function to the Velociraptor but gripping. Even though they're longer, you know, as depicted, they're not much use. Uh, they use more of their claws and their teeth. Now, what would be cool to see is a new episode of Animal Face-Off featuring the Velociraptor. You know what? I'm not sure if they actually ever did make an episode with the Velociraptor. I gotta look into it. But if you guys don't know what Animal Face-Off is, I suggest you go and check it out. It was one of the best shows on Discovery Channel where they took the data that they have on animals and put it through a computer program where it would randomly generate about a million battles or a thousand battles between two different animals that you will never see in the wild together, put them together in a simulator and see who would win. And they would test out the, the mechanics of any animal, they did crocodiles, cheetahs, all different ranges of animals, even sharks versus a turtle, I think. Not a turtle. A shark versus a alligator. I would like to see them do an episode using a velociraptor and see how that would turn out. Now, before we do exit the labyrinth, I'd like to go over the binomial nomenclature of the velociraptor. So, these are the classifications for a velociraptor, or for a raptor in general. It goes Eudromaeosauri, which branches off to Atrociraptor, and Saronitholistus into Dromaeosaurinae, which goes into Decoteraptor, Boreonychus, Dromaeosaurus, and the other subset for that uh, from Dromaeosaurine is Velociraptorinae, which goes into the Deonychus, which is the basis for the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, and then goes into a few others, which is Atasaurus, Aculobator, the Utah Raptor, which is the dinosaur that got discovered after the producers and the effects artists created the raptor for the Velociraptor. His other branch of raptors is Achiraptor, Velociraptor Mongolinisus, Velociraptor Osmolsky, and then the Lean Raptor, and then Sangin. Well, fellow explorers, that is it for the classifications and genus of the Velociraptor. I hope you all have enjoyed exploring this labyrinth with me. If you'd like to keep updated with my explorations and adventures, be sure to check out my media boards, that being Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Geeks Labyrinth. You can also listen to my adventures on iTunes, Spotify, any other app that hosts podcasts or where you can download them at. Now, before we do leave the labyrinth, I would like to ask you guys, don't forget to subscribe and also comment and rate wherever you can. You don't have to, but we greatly appreciate it and much obliged. And as always, I'll be posting the links in, in the description below. And I'll be posting pictures on my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Geeks Labyrinth. And again, my name is David, and this is my podcast, Geeks Labyrinth. I hope you all join me for my next adventure. But until that time, friends and fellow explorers, TTFN, ta-ta for now.